This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. We're back from an episode of Playing Around. And before we get into anything, Tori... <laughs> so before we record, we always have like these little chit-chats with each other, kind of a catch-up. And Josh was on a boys' weekend, which he's going to tell us more about. But he said he was going to send me his swing. And Tori goes... <laughs> Like a like on a swing set. <laughs> so we well, it doesn't talking. make it like in my head. I'm like, wait, why do you want to send her like a swing? Like there's like in my head, I was like, oh, was there some inside joke that I missed? But I did. So per- that's like, that would be like kind of pervy. Is you on a if swing set around like six year olds? <laughs> We were joking about like his form, like the, the pump of his legs looks really nice. <laughs> Listen, this is how much I am just not into golf. My oh. head went immediately to swing sets, playground. Oh, what a throwback. A throwback. <laughs> I want to hear more about this boys weekend. That sounds well, so much fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I have a bone to pick with you. You put something out into the atmosphere that came to bit me in the ass. Because... What did I do? All right, That's so what look, every man says before making their biggest mistake of their life. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We like, didn't go you that try bad. to blame it on the woman? We're perfect. Oh, I'm totally blaming this on Paige. <laughs> so, so, so I've been looking forward to this. It's a Palm Desert, Palm Springs weekend with a bunch of uh, golfers from, like, the men's club I'm in, right? All good yeah. guys. And I've been looking forward to this for, like, a month, month and a half because I'm, fin- you know, I'm building this house and it's just been gnarly and I haven't gotten away and I don't get to play a lot of golf and I don't get to, you know, and then COVID in this house and I'm losing my mind over here. And everything was starting to align. Like my, we had a nanny, nanny got sick, whole, uh, got COVID, the whole, the whole household got COVID. They're out for a month, whatever. They finally come back. I'm like, cool, we got nanny back. I got this weekend, the house is done, I'm going. So I book it on the calendar family calendar and my wife sees it and she she says she puts on friday night girls night oh no and i i'm i'm just like no wait i put on the calendar saturday sunday golf palm springs and she's like yeah so friday night and i was like what do you what do you mean i so i i can't go the friday night i have to go saturday morning at tea times at seven she's like better get up early so, so there's, so backstory is there's a little bit of heat in the marriage right now because the house is trying to get done. We're working yeah. together, which we, we have now just vowed never to do again. We are never going to work together again. She goes out for, for, for late, you know, girls night out and I'm Friday night and I'm packing and I'm pissed off. And, you know, I, I've got to stay home because the, the kids and I'm sitting there and I'm just, I'm just having, I was like, okay, well, I'll just have a couple of drinks because I, it'll help me, you know, calm down and and get to sleep early and oh no 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 did you so when i am upset and i would drink i'm a rage texter so i will spiral and all of a sudden check your phone and you just get paragraph after paragraph after paragraph did you pull a page did you send her some rage texts no i was like good about it because i was like look hey you could don't fuck this up okay you've lost friday night don't fuck this up but it's nine o'clock. Okay, ladies night, cool. It's 10 o'clock. Okay, ladies night. Wait, it's COVID. They're in the backyard of someone's house. This isn't a raging night. Why aren't you home? 
11 o'clock, I'm starting to go, all right, that's it. Now she's doing it on purpose, right? <laughs> I got to get up. I got to go, right? So I, and that trip to Palm Springs can be two hours or it can be three hours, depending on traffic. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, oh my God, oh my God. So she gets home and she's, you know, she Ubers home and she's just looking at me like, like, what do you got? <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, hey, okay, go to bed. She's like, no, 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 let's have a drink. Let's have a drink. So we, we oh. have a drink. Oh, this is good. <laughs> she picks a fight with me. <gasps> and it's about the house, right? And she's like, so you're going to go play golf, but we've got we've got pictures on Tuesday and we got to do all these things. And I was like, all right, but we all figured this out. We were going to do it. I got this in line, this in line. Like, and then she said, well, if you wouldn't have taken so long on the floor. And I went, oh, rage. And she's right, because I did take too long <laughs> on the floor. But I, I just went, oh, you're being mean. You're being mean. And she did just she, goes, Yeah. Did she wait and for like a while or, or did you know she was upset? Because I know it's well known when a woman's upset, she'll do that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll kind of drop subtle hints here and there. Uh, very passive aggressive. And then all of a sudden, it's the, you know, it's funny that. And then <laughs> it like fully goes and you didn't finish the floors. And now you're going to the boys trip. And now you're going to go play golf. And you're leaving me here all alone with all this to handle while you're away playing golf with your boys, having fun. And it just turns into this whole snowball. 100% happened. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and now I'm just going, oh my God. Oh my God. She picked a fight like PG. She picked a fight like PG. <laughs> PG did this. <laughs> the so whole she, time you're just blaming me. <laughs> totally, totally. And so then she looks at me, you know, and it's, I don't know, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. She's like, well, I'm going to bed. And just <laughs> leaves me steaming. Because the thing about it is she was, she was right. And she just got me, right? So now I'm sitting there going, now I'm a bad now I'm a bad contractor and a bad husband and a bad dad. And I'm so mad. And like, I'm just like, 2 a.m. I'm still stirring. I got to get I got to get in the car at four. So I drop, I, I put down the, put down the alcohol, pull up the water, start brewing the coffee. Cause I'm in my bed now too. I'm not in my bed. I'm on the couch. <laughs> I'm on the couch at two. Cause I'm not going no way. So I'm on the couch and I'm sitting there. And so I just, drink coffee, drink coffee, pull an all-nighter, get in the car at 4 a.m., drive to Palm Springs. Weekend starts with a big old poop. Just no sleep, playing golf. That sun comes up, and it's like, it's like a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm just like, did you, so when you were there in Palm Springs, did you text your wife? Did you talk to her? Did you figure it out? Were you like, I'm just going to let it go and then we'll handle it when we get back i did even worse than that you ghosted her you ignored her didn't you no, oh! no! that is you the worst when you're married. oh pro tour see what you don't know is that she probably expected the ghost i mean it's been 17 years we've had every single fight you could think of so she probably expected the ghost and then i went and did an extra 18 holes on Sunday. Oh. oh. So I, 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 we're I, angry. We're team your wife right now. So I, we'll totally, just ghost totally. you. 
like I'm just telling you, like that's how imperfect this thing. So, but so we played the second. I don't get when a guy is wrong, and then he acts like he's right by then ignoring his significant other. That is what pisses me off the most. It's like we called you out, and now you're upset about it, and then you're going to punish us by not talking to us. Yes, because she hurt my feelings. (laughs) Guys are so sensitive. So like yeah, so this boys trip already starts off bad, and and but I get you know we're up there. I mean it's so beautiful at seven a.m. in Palm Springs. I'm serious, yeah, like is. the moon's still up and all the mountains and everything. So I just wanted to tell you like this is how this this is this is how it started. Then it starts playing. PG, I go, I bogey the first two holes. I go rattle off fourteen pars. So I'm two over. Things are good, looking good. Par five, 16, I drive right down the middle. I got a five iron in to hit it in two. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get back one of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in here somewhere around even, maybe one over, block the shot into the water, dump the shot over the green, skull it back over the green, three putt, eight. I go, I go triple double to end my first round. And I'm going, oh. who am I gonna blame? Is this PG's fault too? Whose fault is this? Well, it's your short game is full, so you have no touch, but it's we all knew totally, that. So true, so true. Then you get, then then the other thing about a boys, like, like let's go out. All right, so we all, uh, you know, everyone goes to take a nap. I took a five-hour nap because I hadn't slept. We get all ready. We're like, okay, let's meet here. We go out to Palm Springs, and it's like all L.A. guys, so we're all pretty conscious. Most of us are dads, so we're very conscious about that. We go out with our masks on, hit a couple, look at a couple of places. Every, everyone's, no one, there's no masks. Yeah. And so we're, we're all just like, yeah, fuck this. We can't do that. So we all go back to our condos and sit and order pizza. And like, it's the worst boys trip ever. It sounds pretty <laughs> pathetic, not going to lie. Super pathetic. I am just going to tell anyone that's thinking of maybe trying to do a boys trip, unless you guys are all self-contained in one place and everyone's COVID free, don't even do it. It's just a waste of money. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) So we we gotta get we gotta get an update though. How how are things between you and your wifey? So (laughs) that's funny because I'm now I've been going to my brother's house to um, to record. You know, just because everyone's got Wi-Fi here. My my daughter's on school. My son's at school. All the Wi-Fi. So I just go to my my brother's for a little peace and quiet on the Wi-Fi. Well, I'm actually at my house because the wifey wifey said, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll see you later. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go uh, work on some stuff and just gone. So the ghost came back. Oof. So the update is no status change. Are you still on the couch? Well, it's a long day, Pro Tour. We'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. We will see. It's a long day. I could maybe move back in. What's, what's your move when your wife is mad at you? Do you get her flowers? Do you um, just help out a little bit more around the house? Like, what do you do to get it back to where it needs to be? It's straight up, great question. It's a straight up work my butt off around the house because yeah. first of all, she's got incredible, very high end taste. So if I got her flowers, they would have to, they would, they would have to cost me like 100, 150 bucks because she's, <laughs> Like she knows every fucking flower. She knows everything about flowers. So if I got her anything Trader Joe's or or supermarket or even just even just regular flower place, no, ne- never work. It she she'd think I was wasting money. 
So fix the sprinkler line, um, sweep the kitchen, whatever, dust the piano, whatever it is. I just, it's all about just work. Well, we're here rooting for you. Well, we're kind of on your wife's side, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're rooting for you. Do not fuck it up anymore. But Tori, I heard that you have a little update on Skates. Guys, Skates was the guy that left Tori with a cupcake and bailed on her on their date. So what's the update? So I was going to a birthday party on Saturday. I was just looking at my phone. And, like, he's been, like, like hitting me up in the DMs more, just being, like, like when I posted any kind of picture, he'd be like, farmer girl, or like, uh, like you look pretty, or like if I'm at the beach, he'll be like, carry on, like playing beach volleyball, like carry on the set, like, which is like try to engage, and I'm just tap and like it, because I'm like, I don't know what's going on, you left me with a cupcake, I don't do that, and so then he like, the most recent one was like literally like five days ago, and he was like, hey, like I'm going to be in Laguna, like do you have any good places to eat? I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, because it's not like an invite, it was just more of like a question, but I'm like, be the bigger person. So I sent him like three options. I'm like, this, this, and this. And I just don't say anything else. He's like, awesome. Thank you so much. Then I'm, so fast forward to now Saturday night, I open up my phone and he posts a picture with another girl. <gasps> and he's like, only for the green card. Cause he's from, he's a hockey player from Canada and now living in Arizona, but like joking. But I'm like, okay. You don't post a picture unless you guys are, like, been talking for a long time. Unless you're trying to prove a point. I don't know. But then, of course, because we're girls, we creep on the girl's picture. Her name is Tori, too. But it's T-O-R-I, and I'm T-O-R-R-I-E. So I guess he's just got a thing for the Tories. But I was like, oh, my gosh, like when do you post a picture with a person and like I feel kind of shitty because I'm like have you been talking to literally three girls like this whole time like is there a third I don't know about a Vicky a Victoria (laughs) another Tori (laughs) well that's funny it probably makes a lot more sense now because looking back he was probably you know like doing the hockey thing but then seeing her too and maybe he overscheduled and we said that might be a possibility but we ruled it out but apparently that's probably what happened like he had you guys both kind of hanging out waiting around for him and then he maybe he saw her instead so I don't know that's a tough break well she's an well, Arizona bitch so that girl's <laughs> over in Arizona being the Tory of Arizona and I'm just a Tory from California like he's got all these states of Tories saved in his phone I bet he's like oh we should hit up Tory from Reno next time well here's the other thing with the disclaimer like just for the green card you know like that's a classic like uh like a player move like oh just for the green card but i like her but i don't like her but i like her but i don't like her we'll see (laughs) that's so shady Tori. we we don't like him you need to not even respond to his messages anymore. You are better than that. If he messages me, I will literally be like, did you mean to send this to Tori, your girlfriend? Or yes! what's happening? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. And I just, like, have never done, like, actual overlap with people and have, like, found out at least about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, sorry, Tori, that I've, like, liked his messages. Tori from Arizona. I know it gets confusing, people listening. <laughs> But I'm like, Tori from Arizona, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm sorry for, but I'm sorry. Do you need me to give her a visit? You know, I can have a little girl talk. (laughs) 
you know what? She's kind of like a mini you. I mean, she's not, and I don't mean this as like a mean way. Like she's like not that cute, but like she's cute, but she's like the bleach blonde, like good body. Wow, Tori, Tori shading me and the Tori from Arizona. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying she's like a lot like you and that like she's got like a I guess like, it does this sound fake really bad, bitch like, with this bleach blonde hair, not very cute, kind of a whore, just like Paige. She's she's nowhere as bitchy I'm as you, angry. Paige. I'm but... seeing red, Paige. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. I'm really not angry, but like I am. <laughs> that the way I said that was completely inaccurate. But I hope everyone knew what I was saying. It's like that that Arizona. Oh no, I I, I get it. I get. It. Did you get that Perfect feeling though? Girl, like when but... you see when you saw the picture, did you get like anxious and your heart dropped, your stomach dropped a little bit? No, I was just shook because I'm like, you don't post a picture on Instagram unless you guys have been like official for a minute and a half. Yeah, that's, and it was a minute and a like, half ago. He was texting me, so I'm just a little oh. confused. Did you he use like one of your references? Did he take the girl to one of your your referrals? Uh, I don't know. I unfollowed him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to unfollow him after the thing because I was like, there's nothing here. And like, I'm not your friend. Like, you like literally hit me up. And and so I'm like, I have no desire to really follow you or like see what the updates are in your life. Because like, we just don't have that friendship. It's nothing yeah, like right. personal. But then I was like, I don't need petty. Like, you left me standing with a cupcake, although he doesn't know that. Like, I'm not going to just like unfollow you after that because that makes me seem really petty. But then after this, I was like, okay, you have a girlfriend. So now I can unfollow you. Totally. You know? Wow. But my I mean, heart didn't drop or sink. It just was like, what? And then I yeah. realized her name's Tori. <laughs> it was really funny, I think. That bitch. We don't we don't we don't like either of them. They're they're out. We're out on them. I mean, you guys had some wild weekends. Wild weeks. <laughs> I you guys don't want to hear what I've done. I uh, I cleaned the place. Uh, I did two loads of laundry. Two Two loads of laundry. I edited my hair because I was like, I'm kind of bored. Maybe I'll go brunette. We decide against that. We all know what happened last time again. You're going to need to post that. I need to see what you would look like as a brunette. I put it up for like five minutes and everyone was like blonde. And I was like, thank goodness, delete. (laughs) Oh my gosh, how did I miss this? So that was my wild weekend. Oh, oh no, that's not true. I got in a fight and I'm now banned from the Padre Stadium, which we will get into on the next segment because we have a lot of sports talk to discuss. Um, but now Padres oh. fans hate me big time. We'll get more into that after the break. Juicy. Let's talk swings. <laughs> Is that that's the intro? We're going with that. <laughs> we're talking swings. Uh, we're gonna cover golf first before I get into my Padres debacle, and it's it's a juicy one. So keep on listening. But first, we gotta cover some golf. Sanderson Farms Championship. How did I mess up Sanderson's after I mean, that's, the Punta Cana? <laughs> and I, I can't even say Sanderson Farms Championship. That's as white as it gets. I still can't say it. Sanderson Farms. And I still fuck it up. 
Spanish accent. Well, I mean, we should because Sergio Garcia won. It was his first win since the 2017 Masters. Um, Sergio is out here putting with his eyes closed now. I mean, what? Literally, he will stand over his putt. And right before he goes, he shuts his eyes. And that's how he's putting now. Um, apparently, it's obviously working for him. But, Josh, what's the craziest thing that you have done to either get over your yips or a swing drill or little swing thought or whatever you've done on the golf course? So, oddly enough, about 10 years ago, I read this article and I started putting with my eyes closed. Really? See, and I it, and don't it, know if and I could ever do that. It worked a little bit, like it got me out of my funk. I didn't become like a great putter, but I started putting the way I should. And so I, it, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting because also, you know, um, Speed, you know, used to look at the hole when he on that, he had that run, he wouldn't look at the ball, he would look at the hole. So there's ask you about that. I mean, like, how legit do you think it is? Well, I think looking at the hole makes a lot more sense because you have the connection of like, there's the hole, you have the distance, and that's what you want your body to do. But closing your eyes, I can't imagine, I think maybe for lag putts or like 20 footers, 15 footers, but anything inside seven feet, closing your eyes would be so freaky especially like a short three footer, I can't imagine closing my eyes and then like trusting my body enough to be able to hit the putt. Like, I feel like I would whiff it every single time. It's so difficult to shut your eyes and find the center of the club face, especially with even like a putter with a short uh, putting stroke. I, I don't know how he's doing it. I've never actually, I practiced a couple times here and there uh, just to get tempo and work on that. But that's insane that he's actually doing it under pressure and it worked. It actually worked for him. Well, it, but he, I mean, traditionally he is, he is one of the best ball strikers that's ever, you know, the, the, on the, on the tour, but he has been a shitty putter and he's never been a closer. So, I mean, like d drastic times call for drastic measures. If, if that works, I mean, that'll be that, I guess that'll be interesting. It's probably just a phase. I just picture Sergio being tin cup when <laughs> Romeo walks in and he opens the door and he just has all of these training aids on him and he's freaking out because he has the shanks. And that's what I feel like Sergio is like when it comes to putting. Like he has tried everything. He's tried, um, I think he said, the belly putter, the claw grip, the split grip, the um, different techniques that you do it. The anchor, I mean, literally everything he's trying now he's doing with his eyes closed. And I feel like this is something that's only going to work for maybe a week or two. And then after a while, it's just going to become like, comfortable and he's going to have to switch it up again. But I mean, where do you go after you close your eyes? <laughs> you can't do anything else. Well, you know what? He goes to the Champions Tour because he's 40. So he's on his last run. I mean, he's not going to hit the Is he that old? Is yeah. Sergio that old? Wow. He's 40. So he's, I, I'm guessing this is his last little run and that at a, at a major or anything and everyone, you know, like the majors right now, there's so many, there's seven concentrated in a year. Everyone's kind of going to go for it. And I think, I think, I think this is like, I'm hitting the ball well enough. Fuck it. Putakana. Let's do it. <laughs> do you think that the Champions Tour is going to become like the PGA Tour 2.0 where a lot of the players who are a bit older start to just go to that tour and then will come back for the majors and both will be highly competitive and very interesting? Maybe that they're just feeling like too old that they can't compete anymore. 
But if you have like Phil Mickelson going and all of the older players now going to the Champions Tour, I feel like that's going to become a highly competitive tour where a lot of people are going to be really interested in it. I would say with the personalities coming up, that'll spark the Champions. But I mean, like, look, who, who do you watch on the Champions other than Freddie? Freddie Couples is the only one that really, Jim Furyk doesn't, you know, ru- you know do anything for me. I'm not going to watch the Champions because Jim Furyk's in there. I think, I don't know. I think there's only a couple people that you want to watch on the Champions Tour and Phil being Phil, you know? Do you think Tiger will ever do the Champions Tour thing or do you think once he's done, he's done? I don't, I don't, I think he plays the British Open and the Masters for the rest of his life. And, and and probably not the, probably not the Open, maybe, maybe different venues, like maybe at Pebble or somewhere where, where he's, where he can, he can still hang, but I don't think he does Champions Tour. Yeah, I don't think he does either, unless there's like a big payout for him. But he has enough money that I don't think it's about money. And he would just want, uh, he's chasing the titles right now. He's chasing the wins. And it's not going to matter if you're on the Champions Tour. So uh, I don't know about that. But we have something else that was kind of interesting that happened. Aaron Rye won the Scottish Open with iron covers. Iron (laughs) covers, people. Iron covers. A tour player had iron covers. Covers and not just normal iron covers, iron covers where he used a fucking sharpie and crossed out the numbers and wrote his own number on an iron cover. It was the most outrageous thing I have ever seen from a tour player. I was shocked, shocked. That is something you see on like uh, the the doggest dog tracks of Muni golf courses where it's two dollars to play. You could sneak on and you steal the golf balls that are half torn up like that's where you find those types of iron covers not the scottish open winning the scottish open how defeated do you think tommy fleetwood was he lost but he lost to a guy with iron covers i'm gonna repeat that one more time iron covers iron covers people (laughs) iron covers that is that is a pretty big middle finger to everybody else isn't it I mean, I would be, my ego would be shot. I don't think I'd ever play golf ever again if I lost to a guy with iron covers. <laughs> How did you even know that? I mean, Scottish Open's a little outside your 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 interest box, PG. Where, how did you even see that? It was the iron covers. I guess iron covers are just growing the game. <laughs> you know, I think everyone needs to get iron covers now. I mean, it makes sense. It probably saves the, the club. I mean, they look terrible, but maybe it's actually good for the clubs. But I was shocked, shocked when I saw it. And I can't get over that. That is a bigger story than Sergio Garcia winning. You, and, and the guy gets free clubs, so it's not exactly where he's looking for the longevity of the iron. But they look like shit. Like, he literally <laughs> crossed out the number that was embroidered into the iron cover with a Sharpie and then wrote his own number above it. How can he not even get new iron covers? Why did he do that? Do you think it's a dare? I I mean, it has to. Like, he can't seriously, it has to, it had to have been done in in an ironic way. There's no way he actually had those on his back. Did you just say, did you just say ironic way? I mean, yes, I did. Because there's no other way to describe iron covers. He's <laughs> like, this ironically. is so... 
I, it has to be ironically like he's like this is so fucking is that stupid a word? and so dumb that it has to be done in like a very silly way because there's no way he's like I, I can't see someone actually going out with iron covers seriously swear to god our, if we ever do actually have a bet where we end up paying up pg that's your penalty you're you're going to wear you're going to have iron covers and you have to go to like a a nice golf course where plenty of people will see you Okay. I mean, I'll do it. I'm not going to like it, but I'll do it. <laughs> that, I hope I'm not pissing people off with iron covers. I think we can all agree that iron covers are not a great look, but who knows? Because I thought that bandwagon fans were something that people hate it. Everyone hates bandwagon fans, right? Do you guys hate bandwagon fans, Fairweather fans? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, it's apparently. Like a, it's like a bad word. It is. Yeah, but apparently you don't get to call Padres fans bandwagon fans because <laughs> the 10 Padres fans are going to light you up on Twitter. So we're going to get into the juicy story where I, guys, I got death threats over this. What? It, oh, oh, just wait. <laughs> know the Padres advanced to the NLDS and it was a huge deal and I understand San Diego has been horrible for such a long time they've never been good there's never been a period where they have actually been a good solid team with a chance to win and so it taught his junior and he's so exciting everyone in San Diego is really excited about the Padres and so after they won they just won two games. Like, guys, act like you've been there before. Oh, wait, you haven't. So that's why you're acting like this. So they were throwing this huge parade, basically. It looked like a normal parade that someone would throw if you won the World Series in downtown San Diego. And so I was shocked when I saw the video online. It was shocking. When I was there, so I went to school in San Diego, and I was there from 2012 to 2015, and then kind of stayed a year after that. No one talked about the Padres. No one cared about the Padres. No one went to any of the games unless you'd go for like college night because cheap beer, like it was a fun date night, but no one actually would go to watch a game. So I was under the exception that no one liked the Padres because I've never met a Padres fan I, in my entire life. The 27 years that I have been alive, I have never met a Padres fan in person. So I saw this video of everyone celebrating and screaming and, you know, being so excited in the streets of San Diego. None of them were wearing masks. It was not great for COVID, but that's another subject to talk about. And I retweeted the video and I said, hmm, funny because no one showed up to the games when they sucked which is true. Where are all these Padres fans coming from? I'm sure there's like loyal Padres fans somewhere. I don't know where. I've never met them, but there's someone, they're there. And I got lit up, lit up. And I think it was only probably like the five Padres fans and all of their burner accounts that were attacking me. But it was, they were... They were arguing the fact that they have had great attendance by showing their 2019 attendance record, the numbers. And they're like, we were 14th out of um, 
30 teams like that's really good for how bad we are I'm like okay let's go back to when I was there when 2012 2013 where they were like 20th and 21st and they're like well we're not the bottom we were like the bottom half but not like the bottom third and so they were arguing the fact that they were bad but not that bad what? Also, I feel like you shouldn't be like dropping 14 like it's top three like if like you're not even top ten, so don't be like, whoa, uh, we were 14th place, like ranked. It's like, well, th- that's kind of still my point. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and so this all stemmed from the fact that I saw this guy that I went to school with, and he was a hardcore Dodgers fan, never went to any of the games. Hated on the Padres all the time, and then I saw him tweet out after the Padres advanced. And he was like, lifelong Padres fan, let's go, let's get it. And I'm like, fuck you, you're a bandwagon fan, like all these other Padres fans, and don't come at me and say that I'm wrong or I don't know what I'm talking about. No one went to Padres games unless you were like a Dodgers fan or another fan of the opposing team and you would go because everyone wanted to go to San Diego. Like people are going to go to games in San Diego because the stadium is gorgeous And they want to see the other team. They're not going for the Padres. So even their attendance records don't reflect the fact that, like, people aren't going for the Padres. So I was, I ended up apologizing. And I regret apologizing. But I apologized. Because I was getting death threats. Uh, People were like, oh, come around, you know, El Cajon and I'll, like, cut you. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I don't want to do that. So, and it sucks because... I I love San Diego, and now I can't root for the Padres, so let's go Dodgers. I am now a Dodgers fan. This is what happened. Everything because, happened for a reason. Because Padres fans suck. Like, they suck so hard. I can see how people hate certain teams because of their fan bases, and the Padres are one of them. I don't know if it's because they're new fans or what's going on, but – you can have a discussion with someone and be like, you know what, I am a lifelong Padres fan, but they were, you know, bad for so long. No, it was not civil. None of it was civil. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so why don't you, because you're pretty convinced you're right, and I'm saying this is a pretty valid argument you have. Why don't you just step on the gas and see what happens? Instead of Oh, I will. Because the Padres are playing the Dodgers next, and I'm going to... I'm going to have so much fun, so much fun with this. But, you know, there's a lot of hate around bandwagon fans or fair-weathered fans. And I, I, at some point, like the Padres, having them now be kind of newly successful, you are going to have new fans. And I think that's totally fine. My problem is when someone who has never been a fan of the Padres and has actually hated them in the past, is now a hardcore fan claiming to be a lifelong fan, a lifelong supporter. That's what pisses me off, and that is what I think people are missing. I think you can be a new fan of the team and support them, and I think that's really important to the growth of sports teams, but you can't act like you've been there the whole time. That's my problem when it comes to bandwagon fans. But you're kind of a bandwagoner with, like, baseball in general, So that's what someone said. They said that (laughs) I, same with hockey or baseball, I only talk about it when it comes to the playoffs. And I guess that's true, but like I've always been a lifelong hockey fan. I just don't choose to talk about it all the time. 
Um, mostly just because people are dicks, and if you're not like fully educated <laughs> on one certain thing, and if you say something wrong, people are going to attack you. But I have been a hater of baseball for way longer than I've been a lover of it, and so I'm trying to get into it, and I try to watch it. But I've always said like I'm I don't like it. I like playoff baseball, but I'm still like not into baseball. I'm trying. Now I'm a big fan of the Dodgers, but it's just it's hard to get in. It's hard to get into baseball, and I feel like because a lot of the people who watch baseball are pretty loyal. It's the same with golf. I think they're they pick out the people who don't know what they're talking about, and then they just attack them constantly. And it's scary. Baseball That's Twitter scary. is scary sometimes. <laughs> I. I- I just want to see how far you can go because look, here's, here's the absolute truth. Most people, and I'm not talking about just, I mean, even just sports fan guys, they, they're not that into baseball. They watch sports center. They watch the highlights. They're not going to even watch, you know, they go to maybe two to three games a year, maybe five, but most, you know, just regular people are only going to watch playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm one of them for sure. I mean, you want to talk baseball with someone and they start talking a little too much. You're like, okay, yeah, this isn't a conversation for me. You know too much. There's there's too much analysis. Or you listen to the guys that just repeat the stuff they hear on on uh, ESPN or Sports Talk Radio. Well, and I think I would be considered a bandwagon fan of baseball if I would switch my tune and say, I love baseball. I've always loved baseball. You know, like, inject it into my veins. I need more baseball in my life. I'm not like that. I'm like, I actually hate baseball, but I'm really trying to like it. And I think that's the difference between, like, being a new fan of a sport. And that's totally fine. And then compared to a bandwagon fan who is, like, it's, like, when um, the Raptors won. And all of a sudden, everyone was, like, from Toronto. And I'm like, you're from... (laughs) You're from Cleveland. Yeah, that was like, what are you doing? That's a great example. Or the Warriors, or I mean, there's so many bandwagon type teams, or the Lakers, or you know, as soon as they become successful, then all of a sudden they are all about that team, and that's again, that's fine. I think that's good for sports, but don't act as if you know everything about them. You live and die by them when you're not. You're a fair weather fan. You only support them when they're doing well, and I think it's funny because. As, and Tori, you know this as well, as like a woman who enjoys sports, you say, hey, like I'm, I love the Steelers. And guys go, okay, give me all the stats from yeah. 1950. Name five name, players. Name, name five <laughs> players and tell me this and tell me that and tell me all this. And then, and then I say, wow, you guys didn't show up to a Padres game. And they're like, fuck you, you whore. <laughs> like, how dare you question my fan loyalty? I mean, burn in hell, you witch. Like, it is just so funny how you flip the tables on these guys and you just ask them, you know, like, are you are you a fan of them? And they're like, I can't even talk. I'm so mad. So it's just, it's, it was so funny to see, but... I'm excited for the Padres and Dodgers playing. We also have the Marlins versus the Braves, Astros versus the A's, and then the Yankees versus the Rays. So I'm upset because my two sleeper picks, the White Sox and the Reds, both got eliminated. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Well, everyone was just super following your opinion. I hate baseball, but here are my top picks that you should follow. (laughs) Surprisingly, I got so many tweets about the White Sox, and they're like, wow, Paige called this. That is all so season, good. <laughs> all season long. So I, I mean, I've just started following again in the playoffs, but it's been fun. I'm really excited to watch the Padres versus the Dodgers. I think that's going to be a really great series, and 
gosh, the Padres can't win. I mean, I'm never going to hear I can't, I'm never going to hear the end of this if you, they you, end you, up winning. You got to double down then. You got to double down and bring it. Bring a lot of heat right now because look, I mean, let's be honest. You have you've said you like baseball and then you're done with baseball four times in four weeks. So right. you have you have actually said, "No, I'm done with it." Their Twitter fans suck, or this is boring. It's the most boring sport, yeah. You, you have actually said these things. We have them on tape. You've said them on a podcast, so we can kind of go back and listen. I don't know what you're referring to. It's never so, happened. Yeah, okay. All right, so then one last thing on, on the, on the uh, MLB is where are you? I forget where you are with Houston, the cheaters. <sighs> I think my problem, everyone was cheating. I mean, everyone cheats in baseball, and I think we've we talked about this before. Right. And they should have made an example out of the Astros. My problem with them now is that the Astros are acting like they are innocent and like they're the victims in this situation. I'm like, no, you guys cheated, and you're always going to have that on your resume. Like, it's always going to be something that people think of when they think of the Astros, you're going to think of them as cheaters. And so for some of the players to just be like, you know, we're overcoming this and, you know, we're the victims in this situation and we're, pr we're proud to prove everyone wrong. What, what you can do this without cheating? Like, congrats, round of applause for you. Like it, it's not, you know, own up to it and then move on. But to act like you're the victim, that's where I have a problem. Okay. So you're voting for, you're, you're rooting for the A's too now because now what you're doing is yeah. you're rooting for teams of the teams you hate. Yes. So I'm, I'm, so here's the problem though. I, I changed my pick. I said the Yankees, but I actually think the Rays are going to win the whole thing, but I don't know who I'm going to pick. Cause I do like the Yankees and I like, I, one of my friends is on the team. So I'm like, I feel like I have to root for them, but I also kind of like the Rays. So I don't know who I'm going to pick in that game. Who should I go with? I always vote against the Yankees. I don't want any. I don't want the Yankees to ever win, ever. Okay, so we have one vote for the Rays. I would vote Rays too, but that's just personal attachment to the team too. Oh, because your, your brother. First, oh. Yeah. I was like, are you dating someone on that? We need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother played for them. Okay, well, I like you better than I like my friend who plays on the Yankees. So we are going to go for the Rays. And then we'll go for the A's. And then we're going for the Dodgers for sure. For sure. For there sure. we go. And then the Marlins versus Braves. I'm kind of like the Marlins because no one, again, it's kind of like the Padres thing. No one goes to the games. No one cares about the Marlins. I like Derek Jeter. I've gone to his charity event a lot. And he's, like, such a good guy. And it was cool to see him turn this whole team around. And, I mean, they almost ruined the season for everyone. And for them to now make it this far, it's kind of impressive. So I think I might go for the Marlins. Good underdog story. My pick's the Braves. I'm with Pro Tour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take a bandwagoner if you want to join on that one with me. See, it's funny because I'm hating on bandwagon fans, but I, I mean, I have no fan that I or no team that I'm a fan of in baseball, and so I'm going to be a bandwagon fan no matter where I go. Right. Whoever. Right. So true. And that's, and that's great. I mean, you've actually done the opposite. You've actually gone for um, spite and, 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 and what makes you mad to go 
for. I think that is a much more valid rooting system. Anyone but the Padres. And it, again, and it sucks <laughs> the new because slogan, they're the, the one team that slogan. I wanted to root for. They're the one team I wanted to root for. Now, I fucked it up, and now I have to hate them forever, and I'm banned from going to Padres Stadium. Like, okay, I would be so scared then what to go happens? There. What happens if the Astros face the Padres in the World Series? If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning. So let's just bring some trash cans out there. Let's bang them hard. I mean, let's go Astros. Okay. Wow, you do. Oh, uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just told me to lean into it. You told me to lean in, go for the Padres, and now I say the Astros, and Tori's like, she wants to defriend me. She's going to unfollow me. Am I the next person you're going to unfollow on Instagram? I'm about to blow Twitter up right now. About to blow Twitter up. What we're, what we're doing, PG, is we're pushing you. We're those friends that really, like, we act like we care about you, but we really just want to push you to see how outrageous it can get because it's really fun to live vicariously through your Twitter and your Instagram and not be part of it. Some guy called me a washed-up porn star. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's like, a washed up porn star has no right talking about baseball. Get back into it, whore. Oh my. Wow. Jesus. From from his mother's basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because all of their handles are like, Slam Diego, like, <laughs> Padre oh, <yikes>. super fan. <laughs> and it's like, you started the account yesterday. Okay. Right. Biggest fan there is. No one gets more offended being called a bandwagon fan than a bandwagon fan. True. Dude, that's you like would a, know. You would know best. That's like your that's your that's on your tombstone. That's a great quote right there for you. You should tattoo that on your, your old porn arm. My old porn arm. My washed up porn arm. <laughs> your tramp days. <sighs> so Enough about baseball because I don't want to get in any more trouble. I'm gonna, I'm gonna after this is released, I'm gonna check my Twitter and it's gonna be nasty, nasty. After after this podcast page, it's gonna be brunette, just like totally different alter ego hiding. It's not me. I'm not her. <laughs> Natasha not is gonna make a full return. <laughs> to, to be to be fair though, and PG, you know this because you live there. But I mean, like, is it really that bad to have? Padre fans mad at you. I mean, it's different if it's like Philly or Boston or New York, but or like, like Raiders fans. And yeah, like, and like Raiders fans, you do, don't, don't girl, don't do, don't do bad on the Raiders. Who do you uh, think has the scariest fan base? I think it's either uh, I think it's either Oakland. Well, now who knows because they're Vegas, but it was Oakland, uh, Oakland or or Philly. I would say, yeah, Dodgers. Dodgers are kind of, they're, they're, they're intense. But you know what? They had my back. They had my back <laughs> in that Padres debate. I mean, they were they were throwing stats out there. They were coming hard. Like, I have so much love for Dodgers fans now after all of that because guys who weren't even following me were getting into it and defending me like I was a loyal Dodgers fan. And so for that, Dodgers forever. Dodgers for life. Let me get a Dodgers tattoo. Or, or at, least, at least until the next podcast. 
Yeah, and, until they do something and piss me off, and then <laughs> <laughs> I'll exit out like a, they did on the iron covers and write like Padres forever right above it. <laughs> so, in other news, <laughs> Cam Newton tested positive for COVID nineteen, as well as some Tennessee Titans and one Kansas City Chief, who they never announced who it was. Um, but I mean, it, I'm. One, not surprised that people are testing positive, but I think it's been contained um, so far, and they've done a really great job. And what are your guys' thoughts on that? <laughs> I had a question for you on this. Okay. So Cam Newton has got this amazing chance right now to, go, to win the Super Bowl this year. This year with Belichick, with a great team, right? They're playing good. They look good. Don't you think him getting COVID is a bit of a fuck up? Yeah, well, especially because no one else has tested positive on the Patriots, correct? It was just him, and they keep retesting, and no one else has tested positive. So he obviously had to have gotten it from someone in outside of the Patriots organization. Um, in that case, yeah, it's a huge fuck up. If I think that with all of the sports right now especially some of them being inside of a bubble if you go outside or you do something you're not supposed to be doing I think you need to be hugely fined for it or there needs to be some type of consequence because uh that's 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 not okay if you catch it within the organization then you know it happens it's it's obviously highly contagious but yeah, I mean, that's huge. Like, I don't know what he was doing or what he was thinking, but didn't he get but in like, trouble before for having, like, a big party with, like, a ton of people? Was that him? I don't know. Yeah, uh, like, early in early in COVID. It was, like, March or something. I think he had, like, a ton of people over at his house, or I think there was something about him being irresponsible. I could be – Tori's going to check right now. He could be wrong on that. But, yeah, I mean – he has this opportunity. He people seem to be loving him as a new patriot. It's it's bad. I mean, I would not want to face Belichick after getting COVID. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, fuck the fines. Give him a fine. That's fine. But imagine Belichick and the rest of his teammates going. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they're postponed now. They were supposed to play tonight. I or they are, are they playing it now? They're playing tomorrow night or whatever. He can't play. He's out for two weeks. If they're following guidelines and procedure, he's. He's, that's, that's just giving it up to two games. Although Belichick will find a way to win. So it's actually Dak Prescott who hosted a party. Oh, in April. That, okay. Uh, I knew it was oh. a quarterback. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Um, no, but still, I mean, like you, you have to, they're getting paid a shit ton of money. They can be careful for just the certain amount of months that they're playing. It's not that big of a deal. But it literally takes, like, you pumping your gas once at a gas station. Like, I don't think it should be, like, a. it's not a huge mess up. Like, it's life. Like, everyone's going to get it, I feel like, at maybe some point. So it's, like, all it takes is one time for somebody to deliver you food or to pump your gas or whatever and you to kind of forget to wash your hands before touching your mouth or something. I don't even really know how it's spread anymore. I'm, like, I've heard it's, like, 30,000 different ways. But I feel like it's not a mess up. It's like, it's just, it's now like a part of our life. Like, you know. I think, yeah. And maybe I didn't clarify that well enough in the beginning. If it's, you're doing what you need to do or if you go and get 
food delivered or if you pump gas or do anything. But if you're like going out to a public gathering or with a lot of people and you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, then that's when it's irresponsible and that's the problem. If you're just living your life and doing everything you should be doing, but if you are being unsafe, then then that's when it's the problem and like you should be fine. Totally. I disagree with both of you vehemently, especially because ProTours miss antibody. Did you know that, PG? She's got oh, she, the antibody. We were talking about it, I think, like a couple months ago, and she said that, and I was like, <laughs> "Congrats!" Like, what do you? No, I donated blood like two weeks ago, and I found out that I have the antibody. So yes, yeah, so it's Congrats. my it's ice up in the clouds. <laughs> completely free of any threat. Yes, you can say all sorts of things. But I, look, these guys are professional athletes. They're not in a bubble like the basketball. Look, the, yeah. like the NBA gave up th their three months of their family and their children and all of this stuff to do this, to entertain us. Yes, to make money, but it, it is, it, the show must go on. NFL doesn't have a bubble, so everyone has to rely on their, on their good judgment. If one guy, you're your star freaking quarterback and the one reason that that uh half a million jerseys are sold with his name on it yeah screws around gets COVID. i don't care if he's not even pumping gas tori like he's got there's only a couple of them that have to not get it he needs to not pump gas or postmates or nothing he needs to sit in his house with his mask on and, <laughs> and do his workouts and play football and that's it so i think heavy fines and then a locker room beatdown. do you think that he actually pumps his own gas anyways i mean he is so rich it's like when oh my gosh who was that was it uh p diddy who had the guy hold the umbrella for him at all times uh-huh do you remember that um yeah. i mean when you're that rich like you don't have to do anything yourself that's right you don't need a car you just have people take you everywhere anyway and you could have it all sterilized every time you go in it i mean this there's just too much of a downside for him to get covid for this to make sense at all and i blame him 100 percent. kim newton did you hear that <laughs> josh becomes trending on twitter for his slander of cam newton but, I, but it's true i mean like he's he's in a position right now where he really has to prove himself and to be with the patriots and with their whole legacy i mean this is an incredible opportunity for him and it's it's a tough break depend if it, if it happened in a way that was just unfortunate but if he was unsafe about it it's like yeah dude like you're stupid you are stupid if you let yourself <laughs> get sick right see good i changed your mind and i mean here's the other thing belichick is now it's going to be who was better belichick or brady right this is the season we're going to find out is it because brady was so golden that, that, that Tampa Bay is going to do better? Or is it because Belichick was like, I can coach anyone and make anyone a winner? So that's what you find out. And then you and then your quarterback does that to you. I mean, it's going to be. Well, I, and honestly, I would be really scared if I'm Bill Belichick because I don't know how to use a mask correctly. Sometimes it's over my <laughs> eye like an eye patch. Sometimes it's over my nose and the mouth is exposed. Sometimes I'm using it as a headband. Like you never know where the mask is going to be, but it's never going to be on your mouth so well, yeah i mean i would be really scared if i was bill belichick right now <laughs> well he cuts off the sleeves so the sleeves on a mask are the thing that keep you on your face so yeah <laughs> he's like i'm just gonna cut this he's like a girl <laughs> when we get like a shirt that's too long we have to cut it into a crop top he's like i'm gonna yeah. do that with my mask <laughs>
By the way, uh, real quick, crop tops uh, uh, are really back over here. And with teenage girls, that's really fun for me to see. But that's, uh, I kind of also can blame you for that, PG. Being a I dad mean, of a teenager. I love crop tops. It's funny because clothes from the 80s and 90s, like all of those styles are just com coming back now. And my mom's like, I should have saved all my clothes for you. I'm like, yeah, that would have been great. Seriously. Seriously. Well, Speaking of Heat, so we have the Heat and the Lakers in the NBA Finals, and I haven't watched a second of it, but I did watch, well, that's not true, I watched a second of it last night, and I found out that one of my friends who played at U of A is on the Heat, and I had no idea, so now I'm going to be rooting for the Heat. That's <laughs> Bandwagon <funny>. fan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fun. They're going to lose, but that's fun. Yeah, Solomon Hill. Um he, yeah, he was super nice. I had, like, the biggest crush on him. And I think he liked me a little bit, too. But then I transferred, so nothing happened there. Um, but, yeah, it was cool to see him, like, being wow. successful and, like, playing professionally and doing well. I mean, a lot of guys from that U of A team are now playing pro. So it's it's pretty cool to see when, like, people you knew in college are now actually, like, doing really cool stuff. Well, it's a powerhouse school for basketball. Well, wait, let's get back to this. Like, you guys, did you guys, like, flirt? Like, how was it? Like, was it a sports, uh, like a dinner or what? Let's, let's, let's get into this a little bit. I mean, the guy's, the guy's current, so let's, let's figure this out. <laughs> no, it was just innocent flirtation. Um, I was, I mean, it was my freshman year. And, I mean, as you guys know from my stories of my freshman year, I was an innocent little baby. So I... I didn't know how to approach any of that or what to do or what to say or how to act. Um, but he was really sweet to me. And like every time we would like pass on campus, he would always like take time to like talk to me. And um, when he was studying, he'd always tell me where he was studying so I could come say hi and stuff. So he was re he was really sweet and really nice to me. Good look old at college me and Tor me and look at Pro Tour and I are like, tell us more. This is so cute. And then what happened? And, and then, then what? what happened? And then what? <laughs> And then I transferred, and yes. <laughs> and that was that. And... So okay, so yeah. uh, while we're on the while we're on the uh, NBA, uh, so Jimmy Butler goes nuts last night. Finally, nuts. goes nuts. nuts. Triple double with forty points. Basically, the only reason they're still in this. But LeBron, ten seconds left, leaves the floor. Did you see that? Tell me more. I didn't see that. So 10 seconds left on the clock. Heat's got the ball. They're up, I, I think it's 12 at this point. So it, there's just no chance. There's mathematically any no chance of winning. They've got the ball. There's 10 seconds left. LeBron le leaves the court. Interesting. So I have a question. Um, I feel like LeBron is definitely a prima donna. But do you feel that he had, he's allowed to act that way because of who he is and everything that he's accomplished. Do you feel that he has a free pass to um, kind of do whatever he wants? I feel he does, and I don't think he should. I think that that's like, talk about a role model. What are you doing? What are you doing? You, you, you had 10 seconds left. Everyone knows you lost. Great, you didn't, you didn't win this one. Don't, that's the worst sportsmanship ever. And that's such a high profile game. Everyone's watching, these kids are watching and they're walking off the court. I mean, now what are you gonna, what are you showing a 12 year old kid that it's okay to quit before just cause you lost? Yeah. Well, he wasn't the only one to leave the court early. It was Rondo and Kuzma as well. 
Yep, LeBron started it. Well, I feel like he and, has such and, yeah. a presence in that locker room too that no matter like what he does or what he says, a lot of the younger players are definitely going to follow his lead. And I think that you you need to be a better role model. I think it's hard to say that though because he has done so many incredible things in his career to give back to the community and to be a role model. And sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you're heated and you're losing or this or that and you're overcome with emotions and you just you leave or you do something and you regret it and sometimes I feel like we hold these athletes to too high of a standard and if they mess up or do something a little bit that we're quick to judge them or to say that you're not a role model you're not this or you're not that when I think a lot of us in those situations we would probably do the same thing like I know if I was out playing in a major and I was frustrated with the course conditions, I would throw my clubs or I would cuss or I would do all this stuff. And I don't think that makes you less of a role model. I think it almost makes you more of a role model because you're showing that you're human and that this does mean something to you. I think sometimes when it comes to professional sports, we see these guys just go out there and they do it for the money and maybe they've lost the love of the game. LeBron loves basketball and you can tell that he loves what he does. And if he gets a little overheated, and leaves, then, I mean, he, it happens. I mean, he's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes. Okay. Yes. But what if you're hurting the exact thing that you love? Like, I, I get what you're saying with throwing clubs, but the, but we teach kids not to throw golf clubs. We, 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 I know how bad he wants to win, and he wants to win. He's, he's one of these guys that's going to win three championships with three different teams. I get it. But in the, in, the, in, in the time when character is judged the most, i.e. you're losing at the thing you're doing, you love. Yeah. His ba- basketball is his number one, two, and three thing on his life. He is, he is at the, at, in the championship game. He has got 10 seconds left. The game is already gone. He can't do anything about it. And then you choose that time to have, a, I think, a, a cracking character. I think that tells me something. I agree with you, but I always think about myself and I've been really lucky that I've never really publicly messed up. And if I have, I've been able to easily recover. Um, And so I always just think about like when I do say something or I do something and the amount of backlash that I get. And so I don't think he should have done that. But on the same time, I'm thinking like he is still a human being and we should cut him some slack here and there when he does that. But then it's like, do you really cut him slack because he is such a prominent figure, not in just basketball, but in the sports community? I mean, he is our modern day Michael Jordan. And I think what comes with that is that you have to be almost literally perfect at all times and you you're not allowed to crack and that's compensated with the billion dollars that he's getting and all the money that he's making and all the perks of his lifestyle and it's like he he, you're right like he should not have walked out but again it's like but he did so is that the worst thing that someone could ever do absolutely not fair point and 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 sorry to be honest like Paige, you brought it to yourself, which you could because you were a professional athlete and you never wanted, you wanted something so bad that you could get. I mean, you're also talking to a guy that was never that good at anything, you know, never, nothing was ever that I was that, that good at to, to, to compare myself to. Therefore, I am almost like a Padres fan sitting in the back 
and saying, oh, he shouldn't do this. He shouldn't do this. So, so I think it's a good point. You made a good point. Did I win that discussion? I think we need did. to get like little, Tori needs to have like points. We need to do like ding, a point ding, ding. system. Ding, ding, ding. One for Paige, one for Josh <laughs> and just go back and forth. <laughs> She'll cheat for you. She will totally cheat for you. Uh, I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know. Tori called me a bitch earlier in the episode. Yeah, those so. Arizona bitches. I can't <laughs> with you guys right now. <laughs> so I don't know. But I, I should probably watch. I mean, that's one thing where I love watching basketball in person. Anytime I've been to a basketball game in person, I really enjoy it. Um, but on TV, they, when there's other things on, I just don't tend to gravitate towards watching basketball. But every time I do watch it, I enjoy it. Well, watch it now. There's there's like one at at most two, three games left, and you can see your boy Solomon Hill. And I don't know, maybe you could get inside that bubble. Pro Tour could tell you how. <laughs> you, what was that? You have to sit in the... Um, <laughs> hide in the hamper. Hide in the hamper. Hide in the it's hamper. It's literally, it's the best I, bulletproof idea. You'd never be caught. Okay, well, I'll I'll watch a little bit more of the NBA Finals. Again, I do enjoy watching it, but I just there's so much going on. It's hard to pick like what you want to watch, and uh, it's just it's overwhelming at times. Well, and your Steelers uh, got are postponed as well, right? COVID can't even watch them. No, can't watch them, but they look good. They look. Yeah actually really good this year which i'm excited about and i don't want to say too much more because i don't want to jinx it because ben, big ben is going to get hurt at some point and we just don't need that to happen you just jinxed it. He, she, i just he jinxed just it. it was like it. it was coming out of my mouth and i was like let's just let's just reel, reel it back in just reel it back wow. in but i said that i said that oh no oh no oh no hey. how do i unjinx something I, you got to figure out a way to do something three times, I think. I think you got to do something three times. I'll ask my eight-year-old how you stop jinxes, <laughs> I need it. We need it badly right now. That that was that was not good. Damn in, it. In, in topic of bandwagon or not bandwagon, die hard. I'm a ride or die Raiders. You know this, right? Yes. I am watching my team is so bad they're not going to make the playoffs. And I'm going to watch them through the day. And, I, and I'm so mad about our David Carr is just doesn't, he's not a guy that's going to win a lot of ball games, especially on his own. I am dying. This, this season's going to die. It's going to be another Raiders season where they don't make the playoffs. Which is crazy. Cause like two years ago, they were, he was like at his peak of his career. Yeah. Broke and then broke his leg because Paige said something. I jinxed him. I jinxed him <laughs> just like I did big Ben. But when someone says ball game, do you think baseball game or do you think football game? Uh, I, I always think baseball, and you want to know why? Because the, the psychotic football players, coaches, fans, they all have to say football game, football team. Do you notice that? Yeah. Well, you, you said ball game, and I was like, you could technically say ball game for a lot of stuff, literally anything with a ball. Like, you can call golf a ball game. <laughs> yeah, I had, I, I, I had 36 no. at a ball game yesterday. Yeah, you can't. I think... I'm going to start calling golf a ball game just to infuriate everyone on Twitter, golf Twitter, because I'm not using proper lingo. I think I'm just going to start messing up everything that I say. So, Tori, do you want to write my golf tweets for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch that swing. That swing on the golf field. <laughs> like, Get those birdies. Pump. 
Get those birdies. Okay, so we're going to get into some TNA now, everyone's favorite segment. Okay, do you want me to say names or not names? It doesn't matter, right? I don't think say, I don't think you need to say names. I think okay. just read it. Okay. okay, PG, here we go. Advice on how to... Let me, do you want me to intro it? Sorry, sorry, I thought you did. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay, Josh, let's start with the first TNA question of the day. Here we go. Advice on how to deal with water right off the tee box. As much as I try not to focus on it, the water always gets in my head and my shot suffers. It's so funny how certain things will just draw your eye directly to them. And that's all you can focus on. And water is one of them. Anytime there's water on a golf course, and it could be very far out, not even in play, and people will always tend to find the water. And so you have to think of the positive instead of the negative. If you're on the tee box or if you're in the fairway and your thought is don't hit it in the water and that's the first thing that you're thinking of the whole time you're going to be thinking don't hit in the water don't hit in the water instead think of what you need to be doing so think of your shot at hand so i want to hit this on the left side of the fairway how do i do that so i need to focus on my tempo i need to make sure i focus on this key tip or this or that have at least three swing thoughts or tips that you always go to when you're under pressure. So mine is tempo and then it's a feeling for me. I feel like I have to keep my back to the target. And if I focus on those two things, more than not, I'm going to hit a good shot. But I have to change the way that I'm thinking about it on the tee right away from the very start. If I even look at the water, if I think about the water, I'm gonna hit in the water. That's just like how it is. So you have to have tunnel vision and only try to think at the shot you have at hand and focus on the positive and the good and never have self-doubt or negative thoughts creep into your mind. And this works for anything. It works for bunkers, it works for OB, it works for water, it works for really anything where it's like you don't wanna hit it there. Never think that and never have that in your mind. Only focus on where you wanna hit it and the shot. They always say, find a good target. So, um, was it miss small was what's this what's this saying aim small miss small aim small miss small so find your target focus on your target and don't think of everything else out there because if you think about it you're on the tee and it's a 30 yard wide fairway but you're focusing on the water that's 60 yards out of the way like you should never hit it there anyway so just change the way you think about it pg i'm actually going to validate you even more through science because i took uh I, I did sports psychology in college and I, golf was my main psychology uh, study focus. And the brain actually can't recognize the negative in the sentence, don't hit it in the water. Your brain actually only hears hit it in, in the, the water. water. So, so PG, Dr. PG is not only giving you great advice, I mean, this shit is proven. Well, it is, and that's why they say golf is all mental, because it is. It is all mental, and I don't think people realize how many times negative self-talk creeps in when they're on the golf course, and it's so hard because most of the sports are reactionary, so you don't even have time to think of anything bad, but with golf, you're standing on the tee, and you're looking out there, and all you see is water, and maybe you're waiting on a group, and so you have 10 minutes that you're waiting there just staring at the fucking water, and of course, you're going to think about the water. So that's what makes golf so difficult is that it's such a slow game. You have so much time to think about the bad. So you just have to train yourself um, to be positive out there. Excellent. 
You ready for another one? Yes. I mean, that one's amazing. You probably are going to fuck this up because that was really <gasps> good. Okay, here we go. ABC News showed a video recently of a deer approaching a golfer on the course as they were about to putt. The lady petted the deer and with the deer standing right next to her, sank the putt. My question to you is what's the wildest or most unique occurrence or situation you've seen or found yourself in on the golf course? Be it a wild animal roaming freely as you played through or something else. So I have two, I have two stories. Um, so the first one, I was playing in Florida for the very first time, and I'm a Colorado girl. I grew up in Colorado, and we don't really have, like, a lot of just water on golf courses, and our wild animals are, like, coyotes or bears or rabbits or deer or elk, and that's just what I was used to. And so I played in Florida for the very first time, and I was setting up to a golf ball and I hear this noise behind me and I'm right by the water. Like feet are almost standing in the water right on. I got really lucky. My ball stayed out of the water and I'm like going through my whole routine. I just keep hearing this like noise and I, I don't know what it is. I can't figure it out and I'm taking my time because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I keep, keep hearing this noise. And so I hit my ball, take a couple steps and I turn around and an alligator comes out of the water. And I have never ran so fast. I turned into Usain Bolt. Like I just took off with my bag and I didn't know. I didn't know there were alligators or crocodiles. Like I didn't know that it was like a thing on golf courses. And that was right behind me. Just, it was staring at me, just staring at me, watching me hit. And I could have died guys. I could have died in that moment. <laughs> you know what alligators do to people too? They grab you and they drag you to the bottom of the water and tuck you under a log and make you soften up so they can eat you. That is horrible. Like one of my biggest fears in is life is drowning. Well, I'm more scared of geese, but then it comes to crocodiles <laughs> or alligators. Geese are number one. Here we go. Geese are number one. And then it's crocodiles and alligators because my uncle's a, a vet and he said, because I was like five and I was really scared of geese. And he's like, you know, if you have a round of geese, just cover your eyes because they like to poke your eyes out. And ever since then, <laughs> I have massive panic attacks and squirrels. So it probably goes... Mm, Squirrels, geese, and then crocodiles and alligators. Wait, squirrels jumped ahead of geese? Squirrels scare me more than anything else. They have like these huge squirrels in Myrtle Beach, like huge squirrels. They look like cats and they have no fear. And so they'll just like crawl up and crawl around you. And I, if it comes anywhere near me, I have a full blown panic attack, full blown. Like I, I can't not cry if a squirrel is around. Okay, you had two stories. What was your second one? So this one doesn't have to do with me. It's happened to my mom. So she was on a golf course and she went to the ladies room, closed the door, sat down and she hears a rattling. Here's a rattling. And she looks back and there's a rattlesnake right next to her as she is on the toilet. So she puts everything on, runs out of the room and that's her rattlesnake story. And the rattlesnake that is terrifying. Yeah, the rattlesnake didn't bite. Didn't, no, it just didn't. It was rattling to warn her. My mom's a robot, so they were probably like, "That's I can't eat that. <laughs> like, what do I do with that?" 
<laughs> I'm actually convinced that my mom is a robot or a vampire. Either or. Not a Both human valid being, no. reasons. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It goes well with the chipmunks. Your mom's a vampire. I get it. I get it. What is she going to say to that? You just called out your mom as a vampire or a robot. Neither one very complimentary. What do you think she's going to say to that? Oh, she'll probably agree. I mean, she has no human emotions. Like, I've never seen my mom cry. Um, she doesn't laugh all that often. She never gets mad. Like, I've only seen her get mad once, twice. But she, like, she's completely, like, she's sweet. She's super nice. But she's, like, one of those, like, Stepford wives where they're just, like, they just, like, smile because they're, like, that's what they're supposed to do and, like, programmed to do that. But she doesn't have any other emotions. Do, do you ever ask her why she's never – does she ever cry? Oh, or this is the just... weirdest part. This is the weirdest part. She sleeps on her back with her arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and any time, I would, like – you know when you're little and you, like, go into your parents' room – and I had, like, a lot of issues, and so I'd always go in there, and she would just, she'd be laying down with her arms crossed, and I just, I didn't even say a word. I just, like, took a step in, and she, like, like, completely just sits up, arms still crossed, and she just looks at me, and she's like, what is wrong? And you're like, sorry to disturb. <laughs> like, mom, I just peed my bed again. <laughs> yeah, you have to get out of your coffin, mom, and clean my sheets. That is terrifying. <laughs> Every that is single terrifying. Time. Every single time she does, she only sleeps on her back with her arms crossed. Like she, I've never seen her on her side. Nothing, nothing. Okay, she's never cried. I've never seen her cry, not once. Did you ask her if she cries and just hides it from you? No, she just like doesn't cry. Well, because blood comes out of their eyes when they cry. Probably she doesn't like garlic either. Just saying. <laughs> Did you ever sneak in and get a photo of her sleeping for us? My mom would actually kill me. She stopped listening to the podcast because she was she'd get so much anxiety about what I would say about her. So <laughs> I love my mom. She's like, don't tell everyone I'm a vampire. <laughs> That's a family secret. Can we not discuss that publicly? <laughs> From TNA to vampires. Welcome to par. My mom is seriously the best, though. She, she, she's amazing, but she's definitely a robot. Yeah, she's amazing. She can fly. She turns into a bat at night. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, yeah, so that, that took a really weird turn. Really weird turn. Uh, I'm so sorry, Mom, if you are back to listening to our podcast again. I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> we had her, then we lost her. Was your mom a bandwagon fan? baby food. What? Your mom a bandwagon fan now of Par? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Fairweather fan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all for today's episode. I want to thank you guys always for listening. I would get sentimental, but every time I do, Tori laughs in my face about that. (laughs) She doesn't care about you the way that I care about you. So with that being said, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And always make sure to send in your questions because it could be a very simple question and it could end up in a story about me having crabs or my mom being a vampire. You really never know where it's going to go. So send in those questions and Tori, where do they send them? Uh, DM us at Playing Around Podcast on Instagram or you can email us at par at iheartradio.com. 
Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be around next week. (laughs) (laughs) Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 